what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Gentlemen, welcome to Volume 4, Episode 3 of the new and improved Fantasy Formula. We're coming to you live from the penthouse floor of the Mesh Towers in the beautiful Hickory, North Carolina, ready to get it off, off, and popping. Hank, the Shark Tank. How are we feeling today? In the house. Feeling yeah. good. Three days in a row, back-to-back-to-back shows. Please. Oh, my voice is a little tired, but I think we can get through you this. You look bro. good. Thank you. You buddy. look so great. So do you. So do you. So before we get it off and popping, just like Fat Joe said, Hank, interesting stuff last night in the Olympics. I'll tell you, man. And, and I'm really sorry we don't have our correspondent. She, she's probably in the trenches trying is. to figure out where those stories are, and I appreciate her hard work. Hopefully mm-hmm. we'll have her back. But two stories I'd like to talk about last night. And again, you know, we talk about this. The evening is spent either on your iPad, checking mm-hmm. out who you're going to draft, doing a mock draft, doing whatever. And then it goes to the Olympics. <clears throat> and two things that really were mind-blowing for me last night is, did you see our man Bolt Yes. in that 200? Unbelievable. Fastest man on the planet, without a doubt. When he was coming down the last 100 and starts looking to his right and his left, and that cat from Canada came up beside him, and they started la- like laughing at each other. Right. When they had the interview after and Bolt said, he said he was going to slow down. So Bolt slowed down. <laughs> yes. That is when you are, it doesn't matter for gold, for nothing. That, that guy is at the top of his game yeah. and it is incredible to see because he's running like nobody else. Did you not, did you see the joy in his eyes and his, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He just loves to run. He does. He and he's good it. at it. He's the best in the world. And I really like the little Canadian dude too. He's got some. Some savvy and bravado, you know, you know. Yeah, he's got something in him. So maybe he does. I think the final is tonight. Is it that is. right? Guess who's watching that? So stuff. I'll definitely be tuning in. Our man Justin Gatlin didn't make it. So any American? I think there's one maybe American that they said he pulled final. up too. Um, so, I, you know, I didn't see that part of the race, but um, I'd hate to see that he missed his opportunity. Did he pull up? What I noticed. He said his ankle was bothering him. Mm. He said his ankle was bothering him right from the start. Dude, he was in the lead with 50 meters to go, let's say. Yeah. And then he pulled one of these, look up like the Usain Bolt, but he ain't as fast as Usain no. Bolt. So he pulled the, let me look over here. And when he <laughs> put his head back, those dudes were gone. Gone. They were by him. And I, you, I kind of felt sorry for him. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, man, just keep running. You ain't got to look over. Mm-mm. Keep going. Keep going. And so that... That probably cost it. He yeah. wasn't going to win anyway, but it would have been great to qualify right. for that final heat. And did you on the Bolt interview afterwards, they were asking him about the world record, mm-hmm. and they said, you know, how do you feel at, uh, I think it's 39-19. Yes. And he said, you know. Said it'd be I, hard. It's going to be hard, yeah. but that's what the greatest right. runner and you know, in history would say. And yeah. so uh, I don't know if he's going to do it, but I'm going to be glued to my TV tonight. Sure. And I cannot wait to see that guy run this it's race. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be glued to the, the TV too. And I think he'll do it. You know, I think he's kind of like 
hold not really yeah kind of holding back a little bit we to haven't say, seen him run yeah, to say here i here i am i'm letting it all out blowing tonight. your doors off yeah, so it's gonna be awesome another thing if we can just stay here on the olympics just for a second hank you know it's been raining out there on the on the track and field events sure. right I'm not a runner. You probably know this more than me. I would think is the track slippery at all, or is it like it's? What does it consist of? Well, it you know, LR has a, a very nice track, and yeah. it's kind of rubbery, but right. they do run in cleats. Yes. They have you know spike cleats, but it does get a little bit slick I'm from time to time. It. Think about these hurdlers; they are traveling at high velocity, and then they jump yeah. over the hurdle and they land, and they got to keep yeah. Dude, and I see them slipping. I guess they always slip and slide hurdles, but it seems like three girls. On their face in one race, then you got another girl yeah. sliding on her stomach in another race. I just didn't know. I mentioned it today to somebody that no. that I've seen more people in that slow mo at the end of the race, people just somersaulting yes. across that line than I have ever seen. And it worked in the benefit of um, the uh-huh. chick from the U.S. who went six one. She's big frame. That you yeah. know, I mean, she's a tall girl, mm-hmm. but I mean, she supermaned across right. the line and actually ended up winning the. You know the gold medal, but yeah. I, I I don't think that it's been too slick for them to run yeah. because they wear those cleats. But I, I'm with you, man. Yeah, You're starting to see cats jumping left and right. Yeah. Um, talking about Superman just a few seconds ago, so our man Ryan Lochte, right? Oh. So I guess he would be the anti-Superman. What is? He's he, got blue hair, though. Yeah. Well, the yeah, he's got <laughs> blue hair. But anyway, so new info come out has come out on Ryan Lochte today. Share it with us, Hank. Well, Pretty interesting stuff. So it all started when he said they were pulled over by what was supposed to be a police officer, mm-hmm. and he was held at gunpoint. Then he said, wait a minute, I might have to go to the bathroom. And I went to a bathroom, and the attendants didn't like how we left it. Maybe they didn't wash their hands. Or maybe they left a paper towel roll, just yeah, a little un- disheveled. <laughs> but other reports say they ripped a door off yeah, up in there. Right. And if you've seen the video from outside the bathroom, you see those guys coming out of there, and they look like they, they you know, they look like the old cat with the bird in their mouth. <laughs> they were running out of that place, and they ran for the first taxi, try to open it. They done did something. They you know? did something. <laughs> did something in there. Plus, it's what five o'clock in the morning. You know, no good is happening. None. Four dudes coming off this Olympic high. Beautiful women everywhere. You know, you're at a party. Come on. You know, don't leave the party. Yeah, stay at the party. Absolutely. And you know, we were kind of talking about it earlier. Our man Phelps, who is part of that. You know, they're a tight yeah. team right there. My man Phelps wasn't in that group, and he probably saw Lockdy was in the group and was like, "Peace, I'm taking an bye Uber. Bye. I'm out of here." <laughs> so yeah. I don't, I don't know what happened with Lockdy. I've seen him in a couple interviews, and Lord knows I'm not one to judge, but it didn't look like everything was firing on all cylinders. Sure. So maybe he's not great at making decisions. I mean, when his body hits the water, it certainly does phenomenal things. But supposedly he's a dumbass. I mean, that's just what I've heard. I mean, he <laughs> lay it out there, yeah, brother. He ain't got much sense. Let me ask you this question. Let's say you and three of your boys. All right, you get into some trouble. I don't like where this just, is going. Just, I want to put a scenario. <laughs> three of your boys, you get in trouble, and let's say you get to break out quick, and you get out of dodge, right? So you catch a plane. From Las Vegas to Rio. come back to, here, to Hickory, and you hear your boys—they stuck at the airport. They can't get back, and you know, in your heart of hearts, you've done. You haven't been completely honest, but you're sure. out. You're out of the situation. 
do you go back? Do you go back to Las Vegas in Lochte's case, Rio, to go be with your boys and say and come, you know, just help your boys, right. just come clean? Do you go back and say? <laughs> Guys, I love you. I'm thinking about you. FaceTime them. You know, I'm thinking about you guys. I'll be back here in Hickory when you get back. I'm thinking, what do you do? Well, I wouldn't have left my boys. Okay, I wouldn't have left Rio. Right. I would have stayed there. I first of all wouldn't have said, I got pulled over, got a gun in my face. Wait, right. I had to go to the bathroom. Right. You know, but I wouldn't have left my boys. Now, with him in in the United States now, yeah. I feel like it's going to be hard for him to go back because he's going to be facing <laughs> jail time. So I think my man's going to just sit there yeah. and say, listen, I'm going to pay for your house. I mean, for your right. uh, room service. Right. And we're tight. Yes. And uh, hopefully I'll get some more hair dye because that stuff's going to his brain. Telling Nobody you, should let that guy something. do any more to his hair because it is clouding his judgment. Yeah, something is wrong with this fella. But anyway, thank you for that commentary about this Ryan Lochte fella because it has been baffling to me. You know, like, what is wrong with this dude? It's and, and you know what the other thing is, is you have a bunch of egos. You have a bunch sure. of great athletes. And to put them all in this this area, you see – you see the excitement from the basketball team going out to beach volleyball and mm-hmm. you know being part of the experience. I think that that's kind of what's being lost in this whole thing is that you know you should be sharing. I mean, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity for Lochte. It's twice, you know, two or three times. But um, I think that if you get in trouble there, you're looking for it yeah, because sure. there's a lot of times that they would just look the other way. Absolutely, you're exactly right. And before we leave this um, Olympic <coughs> commentary. You know, I've been known to gamble a little bit. You know, no. shekel here, a penny there. Shekel. Shekel. Um, so I threw my hat into the ring, betting on gymnastics. Uh. <laughs> Uh-oh. And, you know, I came out pretty good. So I put just a little parlay on Simone Biles to win the all-around and I think it was the floor exercise. Wow. And you know what? She came through in flying colors. So, Simone Biles, this one's for you. Thank you, darling. I appreciate it greatly. Uh, look at you. A personal dedication. Yes. I mean, she really, I mean, she helped me out a lot. So, Simone, just keep up the hard work. She, that gymnastics team, how unbelievable. It's incredible. So but awesome. I mean, it, it's incredible. And, and I'm talking about the fact that you're betting on gymnastics. <laughs> That's incredible. Now, uh, water polo coming up next, dude. I think uh, the over under in the Russian versus Netherlands game is seven. <laughs> so I think I'm going to go under the title. <laughs> well, I think I remember telling you one time that I gambled on a cricket match yes. in India one. Oh. So thank you, India. Give me the bell. Give me the bell. Get it. There you go. Thank you, India, for pulling it out. Way to go. Cricket gambling. I love it. I love it. So, uh, okay, all you gamblers and fantasy football fans, let's jump right into it. Uh, Hank, we're going to do a new segment. We've never done this one before on the fantasy formula. We're going to do this one for uh, you guys. I don't, you would remember this probably in the mid-90s there because, you know, you and I, we like a little hip-hop. Love it. Rap. There was a band called The Black Sheep, right? And they had this song. It, w- it would go a little something like, well, you can get with this or you can get with that. Remember that one? Absolutely. So we're going to do a little segment called This or That. This or That. I'm going to hit you with a couple players. Okay. Comparable positions. Maybe not even positions, but ADP positions. Mm-hmm. You tell me just maybe 25 words or less who you would take first in a draft and why. You ready? I guess. Clock Fire starts. Away. All right, my friend. If you had the option between this Keenan Allen or that T.Y. Hilton, 
Who are you taking and why? I'm going to take T.Y. Hilton. The Give me why. The reason is, is I think Luck's going to come out strong this year, and I think Moncrief and T.Y. Hilton are going to get a ton of balls. I think that T.Y. is going to be a great receiver this year and is a number one receiver for those that go back-back. Um, so I like T.Y. Next, this Jarvis Landry, that Jeremy Macklin. Oh, gosh. Do I have to pick one of them? Yes, you do. Oh, I don't want to take one of them. Wide receiver two, let's say you're in the fourth or fifth round. You've already had two running backs, two wide receivers. You're try- it would probably be Landry, okay? The reason that I would take Landry is because I think I think Tannehill is going to be – he's going to get some balls. And so, I, I mean, I think I, I like I like Landry. I yeah. would rather see um, Landry on my team than, than the Macklin. Yeah, and, and furthermore, Alex Smith – doesn't throw the ball very well to his right. receivers. You know, I know Macklin had a good year last year. I think Tanny Hill, I feel like he might have a little something for – and Landry's his number one guy. So right. And Kelsey, and Kelsey is going to get a lot of balls. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's go hit a running back right now. So, would you rather get with – let's find one. Let's find a running Page back. Page two. Page two. I don't <laughs> – oh, this is the wide receiver sheet, Hank. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. Would you rather go with this Matt Forte or that Jeremy Hill? Forte, I don't know if he can match his, what he did in Chicago mm-hmm. for the Jets, but I, I, I think that Brandon Marshall's going to be a great player, and I think that at least he gives a little bit of cushion out there. I might take a, a flyer and take Forte. How about you? I think I'm feeling a little bit of Jeremy Hill. Matt Forte has hit the 30-year, you know, that 30-year-old mark we're talking about, kind of start to go downhill. Jeremy Hill coming off a rough year last year, but he's got all the goods to perform. And I'm telling you, I think Cincinnati's going to run the ball a lot this year. I really do. So Jeremy Hill's going to get all the goal line. He's going to get the majority of the carries. He does come out third downs because Geo comes in. Right. But I still like Jeremy Hill just a smidge better. One more for this or that. Let's go. Hank, would you rather prefer Rashad Jennings this or Frank Gore that? Oh, I wouldn't want Frank Gore. So, I, I mean, you, you could have put uh, uh, Ice Cream Sunday on the other side. <laughs> I don't think I want Frank Gore. I just, think, I just feel like he is at the end of his career. I, just, I don't trust him to be healthy. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't want Frank Gore. I'm with you completely. Frank Gore kind of proved – he's at 31 too. Right. So he's on that hill, that precipice going the wrong way. And, um, yeah, I feel Gore, he fumbled on the goal line twice last year. Anyway, it's, it's, it's over. I right. think it's over for him. We still got a little bit left with uh, Rashad. He's got the – Full body of work this year. Right. I like him a lot better, too. All right, buddy. Good job. That clears up this or that. Let's take a quick moment to thank our sponsor, and we'll be right back with you. Sounds good. I'm with the band on the TV, Features regional music acts discussing their craft and live performances. Subscribe to I'm with the band on the TV and swim around in the heads of your favorite regional musicians. All right, welcome back. Uh, Hank and I are back. Before we jump into our AFC breaking down each division and really diving deep into the fantasy numbers, something's come to my attention, Hank. And we have been, uh, you know, attending our draft. This is probably 
15th year, 14th year. Yeah. We've been doing it been doing We've been a long, doing a long time. time. And, you know, the last – the guys that don't make the playoffs have to buy the beer and the pizza. That's what we just typically do for the guys that didn't make the playoffs right. for the draft. And it normally comes up to be about 300 400 sometimes $500 worth of goodies, you know, right. tequila and fireball and vodka and Coors Light and all this <laughs> That's other – That's your cooler. Yeah. <laughs> all this other fun stuff. And so we're not even talking about the food yet. That's just the booze. Right. And so we've just made it real easy on the food. Mm-hmm. And our drafts have been very successful. Extremely. Cornhole tournaments. We got music coming from everywhere. You know, the lake. The lake right there, swimming. We got everything. It's been brought to my attention. A couple members of our draft want to step it up to the next level le- level when it comes to food. Because we got some foodies in our group. You know, sure, yeah. some dudes that they like to cook and they're great cooks and they most certainly like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> they love to eat. So in your opinion, does it make sense? So it's going to affect the budget, too. Let's talk about this. It will affect the booze budget. Yep. So it's going to come out of the booze budget to maybe up the ante, and we're talking about maybe getting some ribeyes, cooking them out, maybe bringing a chef, make us a nice little dinner, or a low country boil, or maybe a bunch of crab legs. Right. So tell me the pros and cons of to our listeners who might want to up the ante when it comes to to food selection at their draft. I am all for making this event top notch because I believe that it is an experience and you want to blow it out. So blow it out. We've gone, we started this event and we would meet up at six Mm -hmm. and then we just start drafting. We've gone from five to four to three and I love it. We're meeting at three o'clock now Mm -hmm. and we're getting started and we're playing cornhole tournaments and this is the way it should be. It should be an event and I like that about this. And when you start bringing the food into the mix, I am all for a low country boil. I love it. I do it multiple times a year. Okay. I love crab legs. I love a good steak. What don't I love? I love it all, brother. But what I don't love is when this peripheral stuff starts taking away from what me and you really have in common in this event, Mm -hmm. and it's the cornhole tournament because we all want to win it. We got a bunch of competitive dudes. We do. I don't want – what I don't want is some dude over there over a pot (laughs) – Stirring that pot, dropping us some potatoes. Shucking (laughs) shucking some corn and worried about how much Old Bay's got in there, okay? (laughs) When he should be uh, worried about his next throw on the corn during the cornhole tournament. God forbid, God forbid that guy's my partner. I would not, I I won't tolerate it. So Uh, my only concern is, okay, we've done pizza and wings for a long time Mm. and had a very successful draft. I think all of us would appreciate a better meal, Mm -hmm. right? Catering in a chef, <laughs> Chad. Please, let's not get. I was more or less talking about like Hooters catering oh, and okay. wings, bringing them to a maybe not a professional <laughs> chef like Bobby Flay rolls out the the Hummer and pops down to our little draft and just cooks up some scallops. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I don't want. I, I got to tell you, I don't want to look down at my draft stuff and see broccolini on it. Okay, <laughs> so I'm with you on the fact that. Let's step up the game, you know. Let's let's do it a little bit different, and let's have yes. fun. But I don't want it to get in the way of the festivities. I, you know, it is about the it, it is about the food. But for me, I want to win that cornhole tournament yes. or whatever ping pong tournament or whatever you guys are playing. I want to go down to the water and I want to swim, right? Right, right. And then I want to come up there and I want to draft my back out. Yeah, right, yes. right. <laughs> and you can't do that. If you got an apron on, 
<laughs> so yes. I got to tell you, if I'm what camp I'm in, I think you feel what camp I'm in. Let's keep it simple. Let's keep it. If you know, why break something that yeah, is that's... continuing to provide results? Sure, I understand. Listeners, you can email us at info at the mesh TV. Tell us what you think, Sh- Chef Ramsey <laughs> or Beer and Pizza. You let us know. Hit us up, info at the mesh TV. Maybe we have a chef out there that wants to join us. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, if you want to bring your talents right. down to our draft. Come on, we'll give you a couple of tequila shots and a Coors Light or two. I love ceviche. Yeah, <laughs> Bring it on. Bring it on. Anyway, hit us up. We'd love to hear what you guys have to think. Hank, that was awesome. Okay, let's roll into AFC. We're going to go over-unders. We hit the NFC yesterday. We rolled through it. We got some good, good fantasy info out there for our listeners. Let's go hit the AFC now, Hank. Sounds good. Let's There's some start. good ones there, man. What? There's some good teams out there. There really are. And actually, a couple of the highest over-under totals of the year are in the AFC. So let's start in the AFC. We'll start in the Central with the uh, lowly, lowly Cleveland Browns. Brother, the Cleveland Browns right now, Las Vegas got them penciled in at five wins. You know, RG3 is there now. You know, Um, Mm. you've got Josh Gordon back after four-game suspension. He's going to be back there now. But they they suck, dude. They're terrible. Um, five five wins. I mean, do you give it to them, Hank? Uh, I take the under in that. I mean, I just don't think that they've got it put together. I think they're on the right in the right trajectory, sure. and I think that they're probably not. You know, Philly has got to figure out what that heck is going on out there. But I feel like Cleveland is building, and they know they're building. And I just don't think they're going to hit that number this year. You know, I, I I don't. Yeah, let's look at the first couple games for them. They're at Philly. So we're talking about doo-doo versus doo-doo <laughs> that is, I hope you that's know? not televised. <laughs> <laughs> what if it ended in a tie, 0-0? Zero, zero? Would that not be awesome? <laughs> then they find, they find themselves against Baltimore, who's off a little bit, and right. then at Miami, at Washington. They maybe could get out of there with a couple wins. What if they could start 2-2? Two and two? It'd be an absolute miracle. Yep. Um, fantasy-wise, I'll hit you with a couple. As I mentioned, RG3 is there any expectations for RG three? No. Not even a fantasy two value no. quarterback. Don't draft him. He right? won't. Don't do not draft him. He'll be on the waiver wire. And if you know the the thing is going to be is if he has a good first you know start to the season, he's going to be somebody that people are going to pick up. But you know people have good starts. He had a great start his first year in Washington. Yeah, it's true. So and then where's he been since then? Just doing those dreads. <laughs> Whatever you gone. Do, gone. I don't yeah. trust him on my team. Yep, I'm with you there. And uh, second question, we'll get off of Cleveland. Duke Johnson, Isaiah Crowell fighting for that RB1 kind of spot. I've seen Duke Johnson going off the board in like round eight, nine. Isaiah Crowell kind of similar to that. Duke Johnson more of a pass receiver. Isaiah more of a, a hard-nosed runner. Right. Do you, who do you like out of these two? I'd rather have Duke Johnson. I think that he's probably, like you said, he's probably more versatile. Mm-hmm. And if RG – Three is still a runner, you know, and if he gets put out of that pocket, I want the running back that's going to be to his side that can maybe get a dump pass or something like that. So I like Duke Johnson. I like Duke a lot better than Isaiah, too. Just an interesting fact, ladies and gentlemen. Did you know RG3 played where? Baylor. Josh Gordon played where? Baylor. And their number one draft pick, Corey Coleman, played where? Baylor. Three Baylors in their starting lineup. Is that not nuts? I just thought that was odd. You got the two receivers and the quarterback. Baylor connection. Let's see how 
good that Baylor connection. See how far it takes the Cleveland Browns. We're going over the total five for Cleveland. No, under. under. <laughs> you looked at me like, what in the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Who is this man? We're going under the total five for Cleveland. Good work. Next up, my friend, let's go to Baltimore. The Baltimore Ravens, man, they had a disaster of a year. Joe Flacco tears his ACL and MCL. Hopefully he's going to be back. Their running back, Justin Forsett, who I drafted last year in the second round, was terrible. No receivers there known. Their defense used to keep them in games. Their defense is even struggling a bit. Hank, right now, total, eight wins by Vegas. Eight wins. What you thinking? I think they're going to go over. Wow. I think they're going to go over. I think, you know, that that angry short receiver yeah. that they have is a baller. Just released off the PUP list today, so yeah. they say he's ready to go. He's a baller, and I love him, and I want him on my team, and I wish he wouldn't have left Carolina because I like him. My, well, I think he might be one of my favorite players of all time. He probably love is. Man, he plays with so much heart. Yep. You can't. Could you imagine that him and Ocho Cinco played on the same team? You know they played in the same junior college team? Are you serious? I'm 100% serious. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Could Look you imagine at the big brain that? on hand. Go <laughs> ahead, buddy. Uh, could you imagine those two on the same field? Unreal. Anyway, uh, somebody's probably going to hit us up with that wrong, <laughs> but I do remember that somewhere in my bank. Yes. Um, but I like him, and I'm glad he's back, and I think Flacco is excited to be back. So I think they're going to be, I think they're going to be okay. I think that they're going to go over on that total. I think they're going under, and the reason I say it, their conference is pretty tough. I really like Pittsburgh this year, and I yeah. think Cincinnati's been, you know, the last five, six years have been as consistent as they come. I think it's going to be tough to battle those dudes day in. That's four games against those guys. Anyway, I don't think they're going to win any of them. So I'm going under the total. I can see them improving their win total from last year because I think they only won two or three, maybe four games, up to seven. Eight's going to be a tall task. Fantasy question for you, Hank. So we just talked about Justin Forsett. Last year he was drafted in round two or three. He's fallen all the way down to like a running back three. Yeah. Any value to grab him in, you know, a round eight, round nine? Yeah. I, I mean, they still get – they can't throw the ball the entire season. You know, that's it. So I absolutely think that, you know, those are the kind of guys that you kind of creep on. When you sure. can get a guy that's a one – or you know, or he's going to get the ball enough. That's right. the guy you want. You if you can get in eight, nine, ten, eleven, an RB one. Yep, you've done your job. Sure, roll the dice and go with it because. Last year they said he wasn't that healthy. He's more healthy now. Their offense is going to be a little bit better with Flacco back in the mix. I like four set two as an RB3, flex one, two, something like that. Right. Next question. Listen to this group of wide receivers. Pick one. Steve Smith, we just talked about. Mike Wallace, who came over wherever he was last year, Minnesota. Now he's playing with the Ravens. Brashad Perriman, who was their number one pick last year, still banged up. Listen to how big this dude is. I heard this. The dude is 6'3", 240, and he runs a 4'3". Oh, that's a Mack truck. A 4'3". But he can't get on the field. He didn't play one down last year. They thought he'd be back for game one. Is he getting bigger? Is he David Boston? Remember that? <laughs> oh, my God. Do I remember that? He was huge. I don't really know what Perriman's <laughs> status is. I just know that you know he's got all the, the skill and the size to be a wonderful receiver. He just can't get on the field. Right. Kamar Aiken and Marlon Brown. Who the hell is Flacco going to throw to? So out of those who – Steve Smith. I, I, know, I mean, if you're going – He's up in age, you know. But you have to drag him off the field. Yeah, you know, and and I, I you said out of them, I don't yeah. like any, any of them. Gotcha. But gotcha. if you had to pick one, he's going to break his arm on that field or break his leg. Mm-hmm. Steve Smith will, right. and then you're going to have to. 
truck them out. So if you had to pick one of those four, Marlon, I thought you were talking about one of the Wayans brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well be. Uh, Kamar Aiken, I'll throw this into as a sleeper alert if you want to. Kamar Aiken, actually, Flacco liked him when – they, he was on the field last year. I think he made ahead about 60 to 70 balls. You didn't even hear his name because you didn't hear, hear about any Baltimore Raven last year. Right. But Aiken, keep your eye on him. He might have a, a breakout year this year. Maybe pencil him in for about 85 touches. Good job. So we're going Baltimore. You're going over. I'm going under. Next up, Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals, as I mentioned, one of the most consistent teams the last six years in the NFL, opening the season against the Jets at Pittsburgh, against Denver, against Miami, at Dallas, and at New England. That is a tough start to a schedule. Vegas got them locked in here at nine and a half wins. Does Andy Dalton come back and finally get them over the playoff hurdle? They haven't won a playoff game in a while. Mm-mm. Does Andy Dalton get it done? Well, I think, you know, if I'm going over with Baltimore, I'm going under with Cincinnati because they got they have to. They have right. to split. Baltimore has to split that game, and I think that they're going to do it. So I'm with you. They've lost um, – who they lose? Sanu? Sanu's gone. So Sanu – so his second receiver, so he's got a new receiver in that second slot. Yep. Dalton is a solid – you know, is a solid quarterback, but I just don't know if – He's a winner. Like you said, you can't go to the playoffs year in and year out and not win a playoff game. Every first so round. I'm going to go under because I think Baltimore is going to be strong enough to take a victory away from them. So I think they're going to be close. Yeah. But I think they're going to be under. Makes a lot of sense. And, you know, we mentioned earlier Jeremy Hill and this or that against whomever we said. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I think Dalton and the Bengals are going to have – they've got a great defense. They're going to have to run the ball. And that's – they're going to give it to Jeremy Hill. So you said who replaced Sanu? Sanu. Brandon LaFell. You excited did, about Brandon LaFell? No. Did, okay. did the Panthers not get rid of him because he could – wasn't he on the Panthers? He was. Because he could not get the playbook down. Exactly. And then he played at New England last right. year, or last right. couple of years, and they said, move on. Right. And now the Cincinnati Bengals have him. Um, so, you know, when it comes to fantasy question or quest stuff, we just talked about Jeremy Hill, Gio Bernard, a great PPR option. Listen, just remember this name, uh, Hank. Tyler Boyd, he is their number one draft pick out of Pittsburgh, Okay. He's new, you know, he's raw and all this good stuff, but they say that he is he's he's smart. So he can pick up the playbook, he can be ready to play. So maybe around week eight, let's see what Tyler Boyd can do. He could be a sleeper, you know, later on in the year off your waiver wire you pick up if you need somebody in des you know, your desperate need, got some buys. Tyler Boyd, remember that name. You know, it's funny that you say that because I heard his name and the words that they used to describe him was sneaky stud. Is that right? Yep. Wow, you heard it here. Sneaky stud. Tyler Boyd, keep your eyes on him. Hank's going under the nine and a half cents. You know, I think I might go under two because I think they get nine wins. Nine wins. So we'll both go under Cincinnati. Hate that hook. There you, there you go. And then the pride of the AFC Central, my oh. favorite team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers come to town, coming off a great, great – man, do you remember the playoff game, Hank? It was Pittsburgh versus Denver. The right to go, I think that was the AFC championship game, I believe. And Cat fumbled they, this rookie dude they got in because Le'Veon was hurt, and he had such a great game. i got to remember this dude's name. And he fumbled with about four to go, gave the ball back to Peyton. Peyton goes down, they score, boom, ball game. Yep. So Pittsburgh was right knocking on the door to get to the Super Bowl last year. Right. It's unbelievable. Uh, this dude's name was... Fitzgerald Tucson. I don't know if that's the Tim. <laughs> yes, Tim. T- Timmy B. Um, anyway, Pittsburgh penciled in at 10 and a half wins by Vegas. Yep. 
How you feeling about that? I think they go up, up, up because I think that you're exactly right. They have they ride high with confidence. Yes, Roethlisberger is a great fantasy quarterback. Awesome. I feel like he's got a ton. You know, he's got weapons all around him. He's got the best receiver in the NFL lining up outside, and he's going to have the best running back in the NFL behind him after a couple of games. Mm-hmm. So there is no doubt in my mind they're going to be – that could be my Super Bowl pick right like there. It. Yeah, um, I think they're, they're going to roll this year. They may be what Carolina was last year, yep. you know, with the fact that they may only lose one or two games. Let's listen to how they open there. At Washington, That's the I think that game is actually – that's the Monday night game. There's two Monday night games, you know, opening. Yeah. It's them in Washington and – L.A. and San Francisco, so that'll be fun to watch. Then they, they play at home against Cincinnati. That'll be tough. But then they go to Philadelphia. Then they got Kansas City, and they got the Jets in Miami. They could start 6-1, and 7-0. and oh. Then they meet New England. So that'll be a, a true, true test. Uh, fantasy question for you here, Hank. These wide receivers, we know Antonio Brown's an absolute stud. <clears throat> the guy, Martavis Bryant, suspended to smoking that herb. He can't quit smoking. So he's suspended <laughs> for the year. Who fills his slot? you got two good options. Marcus Wheaton, who is a PPR. He's, he's, he should be wonderful as a PPR yeah. option. Or the burner. His name is Sammy Coates. He comes from Auburn. Second year in. Runs the deep route. They love him. Roethlisberger likes to throw a deep ball. Yep. They love Sammy Coates. Would you rather have Wheaton in, let's say, the seventh or Sammy Coates in the tenth, Wheaton in the seventh. I think he. I, I think you're exactly right. They're going to have to. You know, they'll throw that one to Sammy Coates, but Wheaton is going to put up numbers. And if you're looking at a, if you're picking him up in the seventh, you've probably he's probably your third receiver. Right. And to get his kind of production as your third receiver, you know you're going to get it now. Coates is going to come down with a 140-yard game every once in a while with two touchdowns, sure. but it's going to be so hit or miss. It's exactly what T.Y. Hilton did the first two years he was here, who mm-hmm. um, was a good option, but I think Wheaton's the stronger play if you're looking for a fantasy three. I dig it. And Roethlisberger, Hall of Famer, he's got two rings. Do you say he is yet or still on the cusp? Where do you put him? He, if I, I think he's right there. If he went, you know, he's going to have a couple more winning seasons, sure. and that's going to solidify it for yeah. him. But he's done enough to prove it to me because he's going to win. For he's going to play a couple more years, and he's going to win those couple years. Yeah. He's going to have ten wins, you know, nine, ten wins. It's just, you know, it's just like um, Seattle and the, you know, every year they're going to win those games. He's going to put those in his resume, and he's going to walk into the Hall of Fame. So on an intelligent meter when it comes to real life, not necessarily smarts, but just like, you know, normal street smart, if you will, Ryan Lochte or Ben Roethlisberger? <laughs> like, who are you? Who is the smarter out of those two? Well, it's I close. Think, I think we can reprogram <laughs> Roethlisberger because after he had the accident without the helmet. Oh, several accidents this fellow had. Yeah. <laughs> without the helmet accident, I think he went back in the shop and RoboCop <laughs> kind of tuned him back up. But yeah. he's not bright. But yes, he can throw a ball. Mm-hmm. And I just can't. I would rather have him take the SAT for me <laughs> than Lochte because yeah. Lochte is going to maybe get a one on the test because his <laughs> instead of name, he'd put period. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we'll take Roethlisberger in that draft all day long. All right, buddy, let's go hit the AFC West. <clears throat> we'll start with the San Diego Chargers. Been struggling the last couple years. Man, I really love Phillip Rivers. He's an NC State guy. I've been behind him forever. I think he's a wonderful quarterback. He just seems like he doesn't ever have enough to get the job done over the last three years, at least. Uh, San Diego, 
They got them penciled in for seven wins, man. I feel, Hank, it's going to be hard to get to six. Uh, what are you feeling with the San Diego Chargers? Well, you know, they just had so much happen. You know, Keenan Allen had that kidney explosion. And, <laughs> and um, you know, he's a second-rounder, you know, end of the second round, mm-hmm. third round maybe. And I just – if that's what you're hinging your offense on, you don't, you know, their tight end who was an incredible pick seven, eight years ago is not the same that he once right. was. And he, and he's suspended right now. He's on nah, suspension. He, Gates is going to be able to play. Okay. He's starting. So yeah. I just feel like with you, they've just got a lot of old weapons over there. And I don't feel like they're going – I'm with you. I think they're going to hit the under. Yeah, I think that's pretty easy under right there, you betting people. Um the running back situation, fantasy question one for you, Hank. Melvin Gordon last year, just a complete bust. I mean, drafted in the first round. Everybody took him in the first two to three rounds fantasy-wise, and he doesn't even score a touchdown the entire year. They say he looks really good in camp. Would you would you count on Melvin Gordon if you needed an RB2 and picking in round five or six? Would you look for him? I would hope that there would be a better option because, you know, when Gordon's going to be there, so is Duke Johnson and yep. Danny Woodhead. and I mean, you know, and they're on the same team. And That's the real right. question is, is would you rather have Danny Woodhead than him? You'd have Frank Gore, who I don't want Frank Gore. No. But, you know, there are those guys that are going to be – Rashad Jennings sure. could probably be there. Who would you rather have? Rashad Jennings. Jennings. Uh, Gordon, yeah. I would rather have Jennings. And so I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind him as my RB3 yeah. if I get him another round. Right. Later, but I'd take Jennings before him. I saw Woodhead go in a PPR 12-team mock draft in the fifth round last night. Danny Woodhead. Who would you pick between Gordon and Woodhead? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I would I would probably take Gordon. I would take Gordon. Too. I would take Gordon. Because Woodhead is really like a third down back. You know, he's yeah. going to get in there. Gordon's going to get the – bulk of the carries but anyway i saw him in the fifth round i was like what in the hell it but weird woodhead just looks different on the field Mm -hmm. it looks like my little seven-year-old in pads running 400 miles an hour towards that line and i just don't want to hinge my my (laughs) fantasy football league in two you know i I know yeah all right so we're gonna go under san diego and the seven next up man i know you've been waiting on it the raiders your favorite team the raiders dude People are high on them this year. That's so so scary. Come, I know, because you're not used to all this. No, you know, this, man. This high exposure. But ESPN did this thing last night where they ranked all the 32 teams. They had Oakland 11, the 11th. Do you see that? The 11th best team overall. Vegas even likes them a little bit. Last year, their number was five. It's all the way up to eight and a half right now. What are you feeling at eight and a half wins over under? You Listen, I came into this so confident because I saw eight. And you yes. threw eight and a half at me. <laughs> if you would have said eight, I'm over, oh, over, oh, over. Exactly. Eight and a half. <laughs> I got to get one more win out of these guys. Um, I, you know, I like Derek Carr. I yep. think that he has proven that he's going to be a quarterback in this league and wants to stay. And I think Cooper's going to have a pretty good year. I think having Crabtree to the other side of him is going to be helpful for him. And, you know, then you get into Murray in the backfield. Let's see what kind of year he puts up. But – I like the over, and I'm trying not to be a homer. <laughs> but they're going to have to score nine. I mean, win nine. Um, but I did like them. When I saw eight, I was like, we in it. We are in it. <laughs> Listen how they open. They're at New Orleans. That'll be tough to win in New Orleans. It's always tough to win there. But then they've got Atlanta at home. They play at Tennessee. 
at Baltimore. They play San Diego. They've got Jacksonville. I mean, they got San Fran and Philly in there. <laughs> no San Fran, no Philly. Darn it. Darn it. But you know, you've got a couple. You know, Jacksonville, they're better, but you can beat those guys. And San Diego, I'm telling you, it's going to suck. So, anyway, it's possible. I'm going under because I see him getting eight. I see him getting eight. So, I do too. You know what I mean? I Just do so too. Close. Uh, fantasy wise, you know the guys to look for. Amari Cooper, I had him last year. Loved him at the beginning of the year. He seemed to taper off a little bit, hit that kind of that rookie wall. I really like him as a top seven wide receiver this year. I really do. I feel like you can draft him in round two, early or late, and be happy. That's how much I like this guy. Yeah, my mock draft last night, it, he went right before me. So somebody got him on the turn in yes. round two. So he was the second to last pick in round two. And I thought that that was a great pick. Absolutely. Um, there is a rookie, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Latavius Murray does nothing for me. Um, I know, you know, they expected real big things from him last year. He didn't perform as well as they thought. I want to say his last name is Washington, Hank, but I can't remember. Keep his – you got your – look and see if you've got any rookie on your sheet. Uh, it's not DeAndre Washington, but anyway, he's a rookie that's playing at Oakland. You guys keep him in mind. DeAndre Washington. That's it. Did I come up – did I say DeAndre Washington? DeAndre Washington. Okay, so he's a rookie. When Latavius Murray fumbles for the 12th time in about week three, look for Washington to possibly get his one shiny moment to come off the bench and perform. You heard it here. D. What was it? <laughs> DeAndre. DeAndre Washington. Hank, good luck to your Raiders. Convincing. <laughs> All right, buddy. Let's go to Kansas City where the Kansas City Chiefs will take the field this year, led by their quarterback, Alex Smith. Jamal Charles back in action. Please let the guy stay. I love watching him play, but he's just another AC away from it. It's the end of his career. Yeah, you know, and his team a, loves him. They oh man, who, they love him. They say when he's back in the backfield, they they feel confident. They love him back there. You know his yards per carry. This is how good and efficient this guy is. So for five years in a row, his year that he came out, he averaged six point one yards per carry. The next Crazy. year, five point three. Then it went five point two. 5.4. He's been above five yards per – can you imagine having a running back? You know you're going to get five yards every time you give him the ball. Right. How do you lose? You can't. He just can't stay healthy. So, uh, right now, they've got Las Vegas, Kansas City at nine and a half wins. They are going down. They're going under that number, and I hate to do that, but you touched on it a little bit earlier. Alex Smith yeah. is not a great throwing quarterback, and I know that they want him to be, but – He's not. Yes. <laughs> and so it's going to be good for anybody that has Jamal Charles because they're going to put it out to Kelsey. I mean, they're going to keep him at bay, the defense at bay, because he's going to throw enough of that. But he does not have the the type of consistency to keep that air attack um, continuously moving down the road. So yeah. I do not think that without a passing attack, you're going to be able to get nine and a half wins. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going under the total, too. Fantasy-wise, you know, if let's say you do draft Jamal Charles in the mm-hmm. second round. Mm-hmm. You've got two really good handcuffs there. you got that Chikandrick West, remember him from mm-hmm. last year, and Spencer Ware. Both of them got their opportunities last year when Charles went down, and both did well. Right. Who do you – because when you got Charles, you got to get a handcuff. Who? Which one are you picking out of those? I think you days? take West just because he's – he showed himself. I think he was the one that came out of the, the fray first. He did. And, and so 
you were confident in picking him. And I think that Kansas City probably sees that. You know, we're guessing that they're having the same type of camp. Right. But if they did, I'd take West. Yeah, I like that too. And tight ends, let's just touch on it quickly. Travis Kelsey came out the block last year. Fantastic tight end numbers. He caught two touchdowns in the first game. Yep. But he didn't catch many more following that. Nope. Um, Travis Kelsey, top five tight end for you, or you got him down a little bit? No, I think he's a, I think he's a top five. You know, I mean, he's going to be situated right there with Fleener. You know, he's going to be after Olsen. He's going to be there with Fleener. And then it goes to Efert and Walker, who I think are below him. Mm-hmm. So I think I could interchange uh, Kelsey and Fleener back and forth. If you had your choice, who would you want, Fleener, Fleener or Kelsey? I'd want Fleener. Me too. I'd, I'd rather have I think him. that he's going to be in a passing offense, so I would rather have him. I would rank him. We might even talk about this yesterday. Fleener, Kelsey, Eifert is going to be my fourth. I just don't trust him. What was the other one? Walker or Walker. I'd have Walker in front of Eifert. Right. I might even have Walker in front of Kelsey. That'd be real close, but Fleener would be my number one there. Um, okay, good. Now, the cream of the crop in the AFC West, it's Denver. The Super Bowl champions, Denver Broncos. Let's talk about them. They're only penciled in at nine and a half wins, Hank, but you know why that is. Peyton's gone. Right. All right, Peyton's gone. Quarterback play, you're leaving it in the hands of Mark Sanchez or this dude named Simeon or this dude from Kentucky or wherever, Memphis. So one of those dudes got to step up. Nine and a half. I'll know where I'm leaning. Where are you leaning? I'm leaning under. They're going to have a great defense again. Yes. C.J. Anderson's going to play well. But old Dirty is not going to be able to carry this team. Right. I mean, that's a lot of wins. Ten wins is – they. you've done something if you've been an NFL quarterback and had ten wins. Right. And he hadn't been able to do that. Simeon, I don't even know that cat. Me either. And I, he certainly ain't going to make my team. So I'm going under. Yep, I'm going under. Actually, this is I like the under at Denver. Well, not as much as the under at San Diego at seven, but I think Denver only gets eight wins. We didn't talk about who wins division, so we'll make sure we do that on this one. The uh, You can't trust Mark Sanchez. I do like C.J. Anderson a lot, as you mentioned, but Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, they take a big fall on draft boards because of the quarterback play that's going to be at Denver. Do you trust Demarius Thomas as wide receiver one for you in round two? No. No way. No. Me either. You know, um, he falls to me in my on my board now, round three, even maybe round four. Right. Just because of quarterback play. Um, so, anyway, really not much more except the Denver D. You just mentioned they're the number one D on all the fantasy draft boards. Take them. I don't, I'm not going to draft them because I'm not going to draft a defense between round 14 or 15. But if you want them, you have to go get them about 10 or 11. So, good luck with that. Hank, who wins this division? Denver, Kansas City, Oakland, or San Diego? You know who's going to win this division. You don't even have to ask me. It's going to be Oak Town. with eight, nine wins. At nine wins, they could win it, too. Oak Town's going to win this division. Mark my words. Would that not be something else? Mm-hmm. Black and silver is going to bring it home. I'm going to give it to Kansas City just by half. You would. I'm giving it to Kansas City. You would. <laughs> Two more to get through to through uh, here, Hanky. Let's start with the AFC. I don't even know what you call this division. It must be the South. It's Tennessee Titans. That's where we'll start. The Tennessee Titans. with <laughs> The gross. <laughs> AFC gross. <laughs> oh, this this league division really does suck. You've got – at least some of the teams are coming on a little bit. But historically, these dudes, these teams are garbage. You've got the Titans with Marcus Mariota leading. He had a pretty good year last year, but he's got to show some improvement. Five and a half, Vegas, pencils them in. Any, any chance? Under. Under. There's no way that they're going to get – 
that many wins. Mar- Mariota, they are jocking that guy a little bit. They and are. Saying, this is going to be his year. I, I don't want him. I would not want him. He could maybe sub in for a kicker one day <laughs> for me, but he's not going to be my guy. So fantasy question one for you. Mariota as a quarterback two or even a starter during bye weeks, would you have him on your team? Or would you rather have like a – a Cousins or a Jameis Winston or a Dalton in front of Mariota. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Cool. I mean, Dalton especially. Yeah. You could get Dal- Dalton's going in like 13th round, and right. so is Mariota. Mariota too. I'd get Dalton. And let's talk about the running backs quickly, fantasy wise. Like, who's more relevant? You got if you want Demarco Murray coming off the terrible year in Philly, but he's in Tennessee. Tennessee wants to run the ball, and when Murray was at Dallas, that's what he did is run the ball. Do you? Draft him in round five where he's going, or do you wait on the rookie, the Heisman Trophy winner, Derrick Henry? You can get him in the ninth. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Who would you rather have? Henry. Henry in the ninth? Yeah, because yeah, well, I like DeMarco Murray, but, and the people that he's around are you know not great either. I mean, they're suspect. He's around Carlos Hyde and Matt Jones and Jeremy Hill and Forte, and so I don't like those either, but <clears throat> I – I would rather have some of the guys in front of him, and I would he would be my he would not be my if he's your RB one. It's trouble. You are in trouble. Yeah, I agree. So if I'm going to pick somebody out of that, I'll wait and get my fourth or fifth running back, and you'll get Henry and get a Heisman yeah. Trophy winner. Gotcha. I, I like that strategy too. Uh, Demarco Murray. I'm telling you, I think he, when he was in Dallas and he had like 300 plus carries or what. Think it, he shot his wide, brother. Yeah. You know, I mean, it'll be tough to come back. Even though the Tennessee Titans want to run the ball, I think Murray might be shot. I like Henry in that spot too. Keep your eye on Rashard Matthews. So Tennessee picked him up in the offseason. Rashard Matthews played at the, uh, Miami last year. Supposedly Mariota in preseason camp, training camp, or whatever has looked for him as the number one receiver. So his name is not showing up really until late, maybe after round 10, 11 ADP. Mm-hmm. If you can get him, he'll be wide receiver one there. And remember, Doriel Green Beckham, no longer a Titan. He was going to contend with him for the number one wide receiver slot. He gone. So it goes to Richard Men- uh, Matthews. You got Kendall right there as well. Um, anyway, just my little sleeper thought for you hey, on the Tennessee Titan. Bring it to us, brother. Yes, sir. Next up, uh, we- let's go to Jacksonville where Blake – Bortles kind of came into his own last year. Show, you know, he showed that little spark that a number one draft pick is supposed to show. He, uh, the wide receiver seemed to like him. The entire team seemed to follow and rally around him. Vegas got it penciled in seven and a half. Kind of where I thought they might be. What are you liking at seven and a half, Hank? I think I like over. I'm going to go over. And, you know, I once. Uh, I heard somebody say that it's the second hottest team in the NFL as far as bandwagging is concerned yeah. because there are people that are riding this thing. And I like I like the quarterback play the way it is right now. I'm not saying I want him as my starter and quarterback, um, but he's actually growing on me, and I don't mm-hmm. know if it's this bandwagon It's probably effect. you're buying into all the hype because they so. talk about it, Bortle service all the time. They're talking <laughs> Bortle about <it>. service. I <laughs> love that. <laughs> yeah, you hear every other word is this – Bortles and the Jaguars at seven and a half. I think they can get to eight. I really do. Yeah. But um, Allen Robinson, you know, I mean, he's he's going to be right in the mix in that first round, second, you know, first part of the second. He's going to be right there. So I was at the gym or whatever, and I saw Tucker Hines at the gym. Mm-hmm. You say Tucker at the gym? Yes, he was at the gym. Did you say that? Or was Hank unbelievable? <laughs> Tucker. I'm watching out, buddy. I see Tucker. I love Tucker. And he said, man, if I had a six pick 
I think I might take Allen Robinson there. Would you go as high as the sixth overall pick for an Allen Robinson? Okay, so let's let's pull back. Let's come on, Kev. Come the, on back. Let's to pull Earth. back the onion mm-hmm. here. Let's. So Tucker Hines said this, right? Yes. Let's let's go on draft history, Tucker. You might want to turn off your radio right now, buddy. <laughs> let's go on draft history. Okay, he has come out with bold statements, Tucker, every year. Yes, he is done his research he makes his own awesome sheets that he brings into the draft and it's laminated you could do dry race markers which i've tried to put in my order this year (laughs) and he said i'm not doing them (laughs) they're worthless but alan robinson deserves the spot in which he's placed and it is at the end of the first round concur and it's the beginning of the second round so he is going to be a, a good fantasy player but tucker i hope you're number six and you go on to take Allen Robinson, right? And I hope he performs for you. Yeah. That's just going to open up the door for seven. Because that guy at seven, when he sees Allen Robinson, he's going to be like, what? You didn't take DeAndre Hopkins? Right. Would you rather have Allen Robinson? Not even close. How about A.J. Green? Not even close. See? Yeah. And that's what we're saying here is Allen Robinson is better than those two. Dez or Allen Robinson? Uh, I, I think Dez. I think I'd take Dez, too. Allen Robinson would probably fall right after that. Sure. But uh, Mike but, Evans. That's, that's close. Yeah. Brandon Cooks. I mean, Brandon Cooks, you're getting in the end of the yeah. second round. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. It's That's a tough question. Maybe, maybe we're bandwagoned off this because of Tucker. Maybe so. And... <laughs> Before, any other any other gems, Tucker? You want to email us about before we leave, Tucker? I want to just I want to go over his team with you if we can. If we have thirty seconds, last year his team did not make the playoffs. So let me stress that they did not make the playoffs. His quarterback was Cam Newton, the MVP of the league. He had Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, and Allen Robinson as his three receivers. Okay, as his tight ends, he had Tyler Eifert and Travis Kelsey as his running backs. They they weren't as good, but they were still solid enough for him to at least make the playoffs. The dude did not make the playoffs. Listen to those wide receivers and the quarterback. Hey. You could win the league but just by having those four players. Are we are we are we gonna go out head out there and say management? <laughs> I don't know where else to point my finger. It, it's the fantasy formula is it, it, we don't pull any I mean we don't pull any punches. Yeah, we'll tell you that. We're, we're calling a spade a spade, and this team Tucker, you're a great manager, and I expect you to come in here after the draft and you look Chad in the face and you say you ought to say it in the weight room when you see him <laughs> next time. You ought to say, Chad, look at this team. I'll see you in the playoffs, brother. I hope it happens too because Tucker is a great member of our league. He he just had some bad breaks. <laughs> Let's just say he's had some oh, his running back was Latavius Murray, so it wasn't the best, but still, with those wide receivers, you don't need a good running back. Really. The Lord you know God. what I mean? Anyway, good luck to you, Tucker. Much love. So, we've got – where are we? We are at – we're going to pass on Jacksonville. We both went over the total, seven and a half. Seven and a half. We're going to hit Houston really quick, Hank. Houston Texans got a new quarterback, and his name is Brock Osweiler. Coming yep. over from the Denver Broncos, they got a new running back, Lamar Miller. Miller. Uh, they've got a new receiver opposite of DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller. They got the Jalen Strong in his sophomore Braxton year. Braxton Miller. Braxton Miller's over there. All kinds of good stuff. Good weapons for this Osweiler. Does Osweiler get it done? Does he get them to eight and a half wins as Vegas has got penciled in? I think he does. I think he gets them to nine wins because I think – they're set to have I, – I think they're set to have a pretty good offensive year. Mm-hmm. 
And their defense has got to play better than it did last year because they, I mean, with J.J. Watt on the other side. I just heard this. He might not be there for opening game. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, they were, everybody was like, Houston is the D. Houston is the D. And they kind of sucked last year. I agree. They They kind of sucked. So if they're going to be the type of defense, and I think they're coming in this year saying we are that kind of defense. Mm -hmm. And so I like Houston. I think Oswald, you know, he got paid. He got paid. It's so time he to better he, time to perform, and, yep. and uh, I think they're going to go over. I like the over two, and this is the reason. Lamar Miller, I'm going to tell you, Hank, watch Lamar Miller be a top three back this year. He's finally in Miami. Were those dudes like smoking crack? They would not give him the ball ever. They'd give it to Jay Ajayi or Johnny John John. They would never give him the ball. The dude's multi-talented. He's going to get the ball. He's their all their number one back. Right. Arian Foster. Look what Arian Foster did in that offense. Lamar Miller's quicker than Arian Foster and can catch out of the backfield just as well. Lamar Miller, I'll be straight up with you. Let's say I'm in my draft and I'm picking 10 and I get, let's say, A.J. Green falls to me at the 10 spot and it comes around, I might get Lamar Miller in the second round. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to take him there. But Lamar Miller also, the opposite end of that, because he hasn't got the run, he hasn't really shown a whole year that he can do it. Right. Now he's got a show. Nope. So anyway, I'm high on him. I'm really high on him. I'm high on DeAndre Hopkins. We've talked about him until we're blue in the face. I like both these guys. Brock Osweiler, you got to get it done. We're going over the total eight and a half. Miller or Elliott? Okay. I'm going to take Elliott. I'll take Elliott there just because I like their offensive line better than Houston's. But I think I would take Miller in front of AP. I think that's what I would. Good gosh! <laughs> I think that's what I would do. Woo! AP, you just turned fantasy football on its head right AP there. AP is just falling down my board, man. I, I don't know what he do to you. Let's, <laughs> it's not what he's done to me. It's let's what, talk this out. It's what Bridgewater and that whole team look? Their team offensively stinks. Their defense is great. Hit that bell. We need a Kleenex in here. <laughs> I see a tear coming out. I see it. What did that, what did that man do to you? Um, did you get hit with a switch when you were little? Yeah, I, that might be what the problem is. But right. I, I, that's how high I'm on Miller. Okay, you know? that, I, hey, it's that's... not really anything against anybody else. I'm just high on that. Dude. Okay. Um, let's move on to the Colts. The Colts. Let, we're looking at the Colts now. Andrew Luck, we know him. Bad year last year. Most people drafted him in the first round, and they they were punished for it. Um, nine and a half. I think they go under. I think I think they go under. I think they're going to be a strong squad, but I don't think that they do it. Um, I looked at their schedule, and I'll have to look at I it. I got again. it right here. Opens uh, home at Detroit, at Denver, home at San Diego, at Jacksonville, home at Chicago, at Houston. At Tennessee, Oof. they could they can win five of those games. Yeah, they could. But yeah. I I just I I luck is going to have a good game. You know, he's going to have a good season. I just don't know if this year is the year that they're going. Ten is a lot of games, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. If you win ten games, you've done something. And I don't know if Luck's going to be able to pull that out. He's got you know he does have some good weapons. Do you want um, Frank Gore? No. Running your ball behind you. So, T.Y. and Moncrief and those cats, and they better be catching the ball. Well, I think he's going to be slinging it, dude. They spent a lot of money on the off season on their, or during the offseason on their offensive line to help protect Andrew Luck because, let's face it, that's everything for them. If he ain't in there, they're done. I'm going to go – you went under nine and a half? Yep. I think it's nine. I'm going to go under two because I kind of like Houston to win this division. So, I'm going to go under with you. Uh, at the nine and a half, 
Luck, let's talk about fantasy. I like him as the number three overall quarterback. I would love to get Luck in the round five. You know, if he was there in five, I'd probably scoop him up. Any earlier, I don't know if I could pull the trigger. When it comes to wide receivers, do you like T.Y. in the third? you like Moncrief in the seventh? Definitely Moncrief. Me too, man. I mean, he's going – He's going. I took him in the fifth. One Did time. you really? Yeah. And that was – you know, I had Brown, Cooks, Moncrief. Wow. I like Moncrief. That's solid. Yeah, I like Moncrief. So, I'd take – I'd definitely – I'd wait on T.Y. I think somebody's going to even stretch to get him because we're talking about those runs mm-hmm. that people make. Once you see receiver, 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 T.Y. is probably – Late second, late second, third, late second, third. Yeah, Somebody will pick third. him up in the early second. Watch. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, the wide receivers, you know, let's just throw a little sleeper out there. Philip Dorsett, who came, he was the rookie last year, didn't get much run because luck was hurt. I'm telling you, the dude is lightning quick. They can't run the ball. They're going to throw it. Look for a sleeper in Dorsett. We already talked about Hilton. We, are, Hilton. we already talked about Moncrief. Also, keep your eye on Dwayne Allen as a tight end. Late, you might get him as the 12th tight end off the board. Luck likes throwing to his tight ends. No more Kobe Fleener there. No yep. more Kobe Fleener. Right. Dwayne Allen's the man. Anyway, Indianapolis Colts, we're both going under the total. We like Luck in the fifth. T.Y., late third. We like Moncrief a lot. One more division to go, Hank. And, and we you s- said you like Houston. To win. I, I like, like Houston he, to win. And yes. I like Houston to win, too. You like Houston to win, too. Very good. Here's the last division. We're going AFC. We're going up north. We're going to start in Miami, where the Miami Dolphins, they have a little momentum right now. People say Ryan Tannehill looking better uh, as the quarterback. They've got Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker. That's all you hear about. Devontae Parker this. Devontae Parker, that second-year wide receiver, came in, came on strong at the end of last year. They think there's going to be huge things to come out of this guy. Right now, Vegas, seven. Hank. Over. I'm taking the over. I wow, think. I no think hesitation. They, I think they got those weapons. The same thing that you're talking about. Devontae Parker, Jarvis Landry, Kenny Stills, Jordan Cameron. They're all – you know, established NFL players, and I feel like they're going to do it. They got, you know, that Laramie Tunstall, a.k.a. Smokescreen. That's going to be his G.I. <laughs> Joe name, Smokescreen. Love it. But, uh, you know, I think that they're going to be able to pull out seven, eight games. Yeah. Check this stat out. We were just, I was just bragging on Devontae Parker. I really haven't looked at his stats. So he didn't play the first seven, eight games. Inactive, one catch, three catches. His last six games, ten catches for 80 and a touchdown. Five for 63 and a touchdown. 5 for 16. Then he had 6 for 87, 10 for 93, 6 for 106, and two touchdowns. That's his last six games, dude. And he's going in the seventh, eighth round. Value, ladies and gentlemen. Value. Telling you, look for Devontae Parker. Jarvis Landry is Tannehill's number one. He's the PPR guy. He's not going to go for, you know, long bombs. He's the guy in the red zone. He's the guy that's going to get you first down. Parker. Right. That's the dude you look for. Okay. because yeah, he's at four. Jarvis Landry is going fourth, fourth round. round. Yes, absolutely. So we like Devontae Parker a lot. We talked about the running back situation. You know, Arian Foster is there now. They say Arian Foster has got the job. It's his job in front of Jay Ajayi. You trust Aaron Foster? No. I don't either. No. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I think that his running days are done. Yeah. I think he's uh, he's one of those running backs that have seen too much action. Yep. I'm with you. Uh, maybe you count on him for about four or five weeks, and then it's over. you got to fill a spot because he's going to be out for the year. So, anyway, Miami at seven. 
I think it's right at seven. So I'm going push on that. Right at seven wins, you're going over. Next up, let's go hit the New York J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. That's for you, Jack Choi. I know you're a big Jets fan. Let's see what happens here. They finally got their quarterback. They got Fitzpatrick signed, sealed, and delivered. Haircut all done. Good. This ha- <laughs> oh, I'm like I'm a short kind of fella. That if I had his hairdo, it add about four inches. You'd you be know? taller than me. I have, unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, I might be able to play college ball. And he had his beard was as long. <laughs> it was it was as long as his hair was high. Yeah, it, it was, was incredible. I'm sorry. Look. Go ahead. Yeah, very odd look. Um, how about eight wins, guys in the desert? Tell us eight wins for the Jets. Uh, I think we're going to go under yeah. on that one. I just don't think they have the chemistry right. I think that they've spent too much. I think he spent too much of the offseason trying to get that money, which is good for him. And the NFL players understand that. They say, go get your money. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they have the chemistry to win. Does it affect the fantasy question here, too? Does it affect Brandon Marshall or Eric Decker at all? Their go- Marshall's going as high as early second to mid-second. Decker falling. I mean, Decker's going in like the fourth or fifth round, I see. Yeah, he is. He's going l- – in the fifth round yeah. for sure. I love Brandon Marshall for some reason. I just like him. Yeah. I, You know, you put your car up against the best receiver, and i got to have faith in you. So I like Brandon Marshall. I think he's going to be have a great year. And like you said, you know, uh, uh, Eric Decker, that cat caught some touchdowns. Listen, uh, let's just talk about their uh, stats real quick from last year. Brandon Marshall had 14 touchdowns, 1,500 yards, and 109 catches. That's unbelievable. Fitzpatrick and him, they got something. You know, they got something working. Let's look at Derek. Eric Decker had 12 touchdowns. Yeah, he had a ton. <laughs> Unreal. I like both these guys. If I could have Marshall as my one and Eric Decker, let's say, as a flex or my wide receiver three, I think I'd be happy. I don't know if I'd want them both on the same team, right. but one or the other, but I think I'd be happy. In my mock, it went A.J. Green first round in the eighth. That's you. Yep. Brandon Marshall second. So, A.J. Green Marshall was that team? That's a great start. That's a great start. I'd take that. I'd take that all day. Uh, we're going to both go Jets under the total eight. No real running game. They do have Mike Forte there. They still have Bilal Powell, who's the the guy that catches out of the backfield. Bilal Powell, if you're in a PPR league, guys, just listen to this. He caught – let me see how many catches he caught. Bilal Powell. Uh, I just like saying that name, <laughs> don't you? He caught 68 balls, and he didn't even play. He was inactive for six games and caught 68 balls. Yeah. That ain't bad. So, anyway, late, you know, round 12, 13, you need a running back four. Grab a loud pal. (laughs) Do him a favor. Do Blau a favor. Put him on your team. Oh, go ahead, Bilal. Okay, <laughs> Buffalo. Let's move to Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills signed Tyrod. Got his money. Yep. Okay, Tyrod got his money. Got it. What do you think about that, anyway? We didn't really talk about it. You think Tyrod Taylor is worth that money? No. Yeah. I, you know, we've proven year after year that that kind of – and Cam almost did it. But that type of quarterback doesn't win championships, mm-hmm. you know? Michael Vick is the most talented athlete we've ever seen until we saw Cam, right? right? He couldn't do it. Right. Because they make that decision, they drop back and they go through the progression one time, one time. and then they take Gone. off. Yeah. And you cannot win a championship like that. So, I mean, good for him. Got his money. I like it, but I, I just don't think he's worth that money yet. Do you think they're worth eight wins? No. Under the total? I think wins? they're under the total. Yeah. I think that they they won't be uh, that kind of team yet. I, I, if he puts up another year like that, yeah. and Watkins can prove that he can be there all the time, and right. you know they can prove that they're going to stay healthy, then hey, they may walk into that category. So what that tells me, you're liking Miami more than Buffalo and more than the Jets, which kind of makes a little sense to me because I'm down on the Jets. I'm down on Buffalo. I guess that only leaves really Miami and New England. So you, that's what you're saying to right. me? Yeah. Okay. 
I was oh. going to say, you know, there's one other team yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, I'm not forgetting about the the diamond in the rough there. So let's go fantasy question here. LaShawn McCoy, okay? He's going, your ADP probably say he's going round two late or round three. Is that where you see him? Yeah, he's going early second. Early, oh, he's going early, early second. Early second. Wow, yeah. no kidding. So if you want him, you got to use a very high pick to get. Do you we, like him that much? No. No, I mean, I would rather have Jamal Charles than him. I think I would, too. And, you know, I, I mean, then you get in the question of Devonta Freeman. Would you rather have him? Would you rather have Eddie Lacy? Would you rather have I I would. Mark Ingram? I think I would. Right. So, I mean, when it, he came off the board early in the second, I thought that was a reach. Yeah, guys, don't do that. That That's way too early. I really thought you could get him round three. I didn't know that he was going around two. Yeah. Wow. You know, I'm looking at his numbers, right? You know, he's had, he had an off year last year, 895 yards with only three touchdowns. Um, you know, your second-round pick, if you decide to pick a running back, you got to have more production than three touchdowns and 895. You really do. Have so, to. Let's let LaShawn McCoy slide then. I'm not drafting him in round two. Let's talk about wide receivers. You mentioned Sammy Watkins. They've got Robert Woods out there. Um, Sammy, can't count on him. He's going in round two, round three. You can have them. I'm not going to draft them. I don't believe. No, yeah. not not that. Or, there's too many people behind him. Right. That, I mean, there's way too many people that are behind him. So if he's going before, um, you know, even Larry Fitzgerald, or you know, I mean, those I'd the, take him in front of Fitzgerald. I would. I mean, that's the kind of people. So okay, so Watkins is going to be around Michael Floyd. He's also going to be around Demarius Thomas, which I don't like. Yeah. Thomas. I would take Watkins in front of Floyd. I think. I think I would. How that's about close. Kelvin Benjamin? I don't want Kelvin Benjamin this year. So, yes. All right. So, I guess I will draft him then. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to your new team. <laughs> Sammy. <All right. laughs> Buffalo eight wins. We're both going under. And last but not least, the New England Patriots. You know, they're year in, year out, the most consistent, the one of the best teams every year. Coached by one of the best coaches of all time. Quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. They just got really everything going on. And Vegas knows it. That's why they give them a ten and a half win total Hank I guess you gotta go over if you got everybody basically else going under they're pissed let me tell you that this team is mad deflate gate I mean they're not mad they could care you know they were really but they're gonna come out and they're gonna show I think they're gonna be mad I think they're gonna stand up for their man Brady in that first four games they're gonna win I mean I think they're not gonna allow check out their schedule go here yeah this is tough at Arizona, that's how they oh, open. Gosh. At on the road with no Tom Brady, that's going to be hard. That's a hard one. Let's right go there. Owen Owen one. Let's okay. just say Miami. They should at home. Win. They should win. Houston at home. That's a tough game that's too. A tough game, but they, they, should they, should they should win. And Buffalo at home. They should win. That Three game. and one. Right. And then Tommy comes back. And then it's over. And it's over. And it's over. And they, I I think from top to bottom, I think Kraft the owner, I think their coach. Belichick, I think Tom and I think that team are coming in this year all on the same page, and they're going to bust heads open. And I would not want to be in their division. And, oh, boy, if he comes back, he's going to get on. I'm with you, man. I, I like them a lot this year. I see Pittsburgh and New England meeting for the AFC Championship. To go to the Super Bowl, I think uh, everything that you said is, is spot on. Now, let's go. Tom Brady, where do you draft him? Because you're giving up four weeks, you know. And your quarterback, it's very important, but we're deep this year at quarterback. Yeah, very deep. So he's going in the sixth round. 
He's going in the sixth round, missing four games. Sixth round, okay? okay? So that means if you're picking him up in the sixth round, you are missing out on a John Brown, a Fleener, a Rashard Jennings, mm. um, Devonta Parker. Um, that's who you're missing. That's who you're missing. That's who you're missing. And then you're having to pick up a Cousins or a Taylor or a Matt Ryan in yeah. that 11-12 range. So you're really missing two. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, I, with Tom Brady, I, would, I like John Brown. I know you do too, yeah. right? Fleener in the seventh is probably pretty good. Yeah. If you need a running back, Richard Jennings is a number one. Yeah. Somebody's going to win when Tom comes back. It's right. just, will they have lost four? That's, that's it. It'd be, it'd be a tough hole to climb out of if you're 0-4. Tom Brady could do it. If you, got, if you got him on your team, he could do it. But that's a risk I don't think I'm willing to make in round six. If he would go maybe round eight, I think I might be down. Sure. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Because then you can really you can say, hey, I'll take Tannehill in 15. Sure. The very last. Absolutely. Give me Tannehill for a couple weeks. Let yeah. me see what he does. Yeah, exactly. All right, dude. So we both like New England a lot over the 10 and a half, and they win the division. You concur? Yep. Awesome. Hank, great job. Guys, we've given you three back to back to back. Hank's got one eye open. He's oh. got slobber coming out of his mouth. I'm laying on the ground right now. We've given you everything we've had for the last three days. We're going to take a couple days off. We will be back on the air. Check us out. iTunes, download, subscribe to the Fantasy Formula. We're going to post our shows every day on Tuesdays, right? Is that what we've decided, Hank? Yeah. Well, I think it comes on Wednesday morning. We're going to – exactly. We're, We're going to – be in the studio on Tuesday, and it'll post to iTunes Wednesday morning. Right. So check us out. We're going to the, – the, the format, we're going to talk a little fantasy football, talk about how our drafts did, how the week went with uh, most of the players, our studs, our duds, who to pick up on the waiver wire. And we're going to throw sprinkle all kinds of other fun stuff in. Top five Rolling Stone songs, you know, top five R&B acts, hip-hop artists, you Love know, that. all this kind of stuff. Hey. Top three movies about Las Vegas. We're going to hit you with all kinds of fun stuff. So, guys – Listen to us. Click that button. Subscribe. Come check us out. Um, Hank, any other words? I've had a great week. Man, you're one good leader. I follow oh, you into battle, brother, and I have enjoyed this time. It's only going to get better. Absolutely. It's been a lot of fun, and it will only get better. So until the next time, Hank, peace. Yeah, yeah. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.